Welcome to Talks News, a poor dumb rebellion podcast. Wow. I was going to do that perfectly and then I didn't. Thank you for joining me. to you yet again by the king gizzard and the lizard wizard from Polygonawana land same album keeping it strong thank you for joining me on talks news yet another broadcast live from the torn apart nation of the united states of america oh boy uh the election is still going on uh it's still happening we uh don't have results we can see who who is winning and is more likely to win but so far we do not have the finality of uh this terrible terrible event um i can't wait for it to be actually over and then get to moving on to like what we're actually uh gonna do with this nation uh so far we're just still picking leadership so when the song ends Guess what? That's right, baby. That stream begins. So if you ever want to watch this live, it's on Twitch. Talks streaming. If you ever want to see the video archived, it's on YouTube. Poor Dumb Rebel. P-O-O-R-D-O-M-R-E-B-E-L on YouTube. I know I, I should have my shit together and like more synchronized, but um, I'm also just a uh, spread thin working class uh, villain, maybe hero, you decide, but I'm out here just doing really what I can in the amount of time that I have, and it's got me stressing maybe just a little bit, okay? So then, you know, don't stress me anymore, man. I'm about to lose my edge or something like that. Um, I thought I had added that tool here a while ago, huh? I guess I didn't add the chat to the tool stuff, huh? I guess I didn't add the fucking chat. Is it too late to add the fucking chat? Seems like it. Yep, it seems like it. Um, hmm. Guess I'm gonna have to look for it on my phone. But sometimes I really... Sometimes I miss it. So, that's cool beans. Um, but yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in in a, in these, uh, I don't know, stressful times. I wouldn't say it's like that terrible, but it's, uh, it's pretty stressful. Um, I, I do have a bit of a, uh, I don't know, a trip of despair set up for us. We're going to go through, uh, you know, some of the top four most influential, uh, pundits of the right wing 
and we're going to go through how they're coping with the situation. Right now, I'm going to browse uh, Twitter real quick. All right, so the, the itinerary is a little bit loose. I never really come into the show with a full plan. I kind of like the spont spontaneity of life and allow that to kind of take me into the flow of things. That's how I dig it. If you if you don't dig it, please hit me up on Twitter at AzaWave, A-Z-A-W-A-V. You'll see me wearing a mask with a great fucking haircut uh, in the profile picture. So hit me up there. I don't have an email for any of this shit. Like I said, I'm... Just kind of putting this together and just doing it. I like going with the flow, being one with the Tao in the now. You know, this is how I decide to do it. If you uh, want to get in contact and tell me a better way, then feel free. You know, it's a free country for now. Um, but yeah, going to go through the right wing pundit echo chamber to see how they're doing. I'm not going to listen to all of their segments because um, I don't want to. I don't know. Maybe if I was doing like an actual stream with more people, that would be great. But um, with low low viewership, I'm just not trying to bullshit or waste anybody's time. We're just going to get the gist of how the right wing is huffing their copium in these uh, uncopacetic times. The Whatever the uh, reverse of copacetic, the kind of shit you need copium for. Um, but we're going to open up a little bit here with Twitter just so that the stream gets it going. Um, and, uh, seems Tim Pool has the Associated Press 15 minutes ago saying Joe Biden defeats President Donald Trump. The Associated Press declares Joe Biden the winner of a grueling campaign for the American presidency. He will lead a polarized nation through a historic collision of health, economic, and social crises. Um, in a short summary they basically just said that we're going through like literally the peak of all of our problems because we have had problems with our health uh, economy and our social crisis we've had these problems for a while and they're all coming to a head and they're being uh spearheaded by joe biden who i don't have the most confidence in thinking that he's going to alleviate any of these problems anytime soon he might be able to you know he might be the therapy but uh Joe Biden is not the cure for all the problems that we have going on. I mean, they're all they're calling it. Uh, he's got 273 electoral votes just as I'm doing it right now. Um, so with that coming in, with the Electoral College announcing him the winner, um, I feel like the media following suit afterwards, does that not mean that this is official? Is this illegitimate for the media to call out when the... Electoral College has received its requirements to announce who the winner is. I don't know. I'm going to hit Google real quick just to see if there's a congruity here. U.S. election update. Oh, he's got 284. Oh, he is just slamming Trump right now. He's got 284. Uh, so when it reaches that point, I don't see why not. Uh, announce him the winner um, he's gonna get more electoral votes it seems like as Nevada and Georgia really close out um, but it seems Virginia and Pennsylvania just finished with uh, handing their electoral points over to Joe Biden um, so you know going through the echo chamber today is gonna be a bit of a different one if I do it tomorrow um, just because today's is going to be videos from like yesterday. They, they, they don't know what's going to happen right now. 
this this just developed as I logged in too that Joe Biden had finally slid in them DMs of PA and VA. Um, so that's cool. Um, he increased his lead in Pennsylvania. Um, New York Times hasn't called it yet. Seems like the Associated Press was the first. Uh, we do have the Guardian announcing it right there. Let's see. Let's see if uh, Biden's going to give a speech here. Because if Biden's going to give a speech, I might have a little bit of a longer podcast just to hear it. Let's see. I don't see anything coming out soon. I don't know if he would announce now that he was going to speak today. Um, but he had a speech last night. Damn, dude. I wish it was a little bit more precise here. But maybe I just have to stay with the uh, the updates. But, yep, President-elect Joe Biden, NBC News, calling it out. They're starting, to, they're starting to announce it, which means here pretty soon we might have a Joe speech. We might have a Joe speech here real, real soon. Um, and I might want to listen to that. Um, I got to respond to this guy real quick. He's, he's talking shit on Twitter. Man, I don't know why I end up arguing with uh, people on Twitter. It's it's such a waste of time. I told this dude to do some research and not just come up with like the first thing that sways him that says he doesn't have to do anything. And guess what he does is he finds the first graph that says that he doesn't have to do anything. Um, he shows me a graph of who has mandates and who doesn't when in their cases relative to that. So th basically, they're just showing all the cases. And then they're saying uh, they're showing who has the mandates and who doesn't. Um, and then you also you literally have every line is blacked out um, that you can't really see uh, which state, which nation is which. They have the red ones highlighted, which is Sweden, Norway, and Denmark. And you know they don't need mandates to have people wear masks. So um, yeah. Mandate mandates aren't proof of anything. So let's fucking bounce from that. <laughs>
He secured Pennsylvania. Sorry to waste your time with a fucking troll. So we might be hearing from Joe Biden here uh, any moment. So I'm going to try and keep that in mind. I don't really... I don't want to lose track of that. So I'm going to try and do my best to pull up Joe Biden as soon as he comes out to speak. So that's cool. Um, I'm glad like this election is getting closer to being fucking over. Like, I really can't tell y'all how much, how excited I am just for that. All right. But, you know, I had this segment planned just before Joe Biden got announced winner. So let's go through how right-wing pundits, talking heads are handling this election. Beginning with Cucker Tarlson. Well, we got an awful lot of polling and expert analysis this year. It's been a bad year for the experts between COVID and the election results. But one of the things the moron class predicted, of course, was a disaster for the GOP in the House of Representatives. Republicans were going to get absolutely crushed. I just want to highlight real quick the anti-intellectualism to call people who try to predict things morons. So uh, the pollsters were wrong, it seems, to be on like a couple of fronts. Um, but at the same time, like you know, trying to make a, um, I don't know, a prediction makes you dumb, so. <laughs> so let's examine very quickly the gap between their projections, the experts' projections, and what actually happened. It looks like Republicans will gain between five and ten seats in the House. Some are predicting more. They also flip control of two state legislatures. Now, if you're a Democrat, that's got to lead to some tough questions. Maybe identity politics and corporate economics isn't a great combination because most people hate that. They hate that. They want the opposite. They want stability, moderate social conservatism. They believe in families because they have them. And they don't actually think that the corporate bottom line is the most important thing in their family. Maybe a little bit of economic populism. I'm not really sure who he's talking about, but maybe like, um, you know, Democrats, you know, they are that corporate party. But it's very fascinating here that like he's saying that uh, regular American families don't care about the stock market that much. And yet, like, that's like Trump's big deal, man. He's like, we had the greatest economy before the China virus came through. And, like, that's his that's his whole shtick. We all know that Trump is the president of business and the economy during the pandemic this entire time. He, pray, he, he talked about how we had to reopen the economy, how the economy had to be open, how the, the cure couldn't be worse than the sickness. And yet, yesterday, we beat another record here in America of 130,000 cases in just one day. So we're still setting records here. While he talks about how great the economy did, we're getting massive numbers on the side of like infections and death. As far as the pandemic goes, we, we have been the worst to handle it. And so it's very fascinating here that uh, Tucker Carlson is just really focusing in on that idea that nobody really cares about the economy. And yet he also worked to make sure that people agreed with Trump at the risk of their own health and safety. Um, but I guess to get a better understanding here is that he is painting Democrats as that elitist party that he has done with a mix of the identity politics. I just find it very fascinating here that in the middle of all of this bullshit, we have to make sure that we bolster the quote-unquote culture war that is going on in America, which has been the driver of this kind of like division between Republicans and Democrats 
and anyone who considers the left and right dichotomy politics in America. Um, that's happening. That's that's what he's doing right here is driving that culture war in there a bit is like American families don't care about identity politics or uh, corporatism. They care about family and they care about moderate conservatism. You think that's what all of them care about? You think that's what all of them care about? I think we need to get a little bit more novelty and nuance to understand the American voter and the American citizen, because otherwise Tucker Carlson has put him in a very small box, very small box that fits uh, perfectly to the Fox News agenda. Fascinating. It was okay with them. So possibly the Democratic Party needs to stop catering to the women's studies majors at Wesleyan and start thinking about everyone else. Andrew Yang, been kind of a party man recently, but at his core is a smart guy. Raised that possibility last night. And here's part of what he said. I had that experience countless times on the trail, Don, where if I would say, hey, I'm running for president to a truck driver, retail worker, a waitress in a diner. And they would say, what party? And I'd say Democrat. And they would flinch. Like I'd said something really negative <laughs> or I just like had like turned another color or something like that. Uh, and there's something deeply wrong when working class Americans have that response to a major party that theoretically is supposed to be fighting for them. So you have to ask yourself, what has the Democratic Party been standing for in their minds? And in their minds, the Democratic Party, unfortunately, has taken on this role of the coastal urban elites who are more concerned about policing various cultural issues than improving their way of life yep. that has been declining for years. Exactly. And you'd think they would know that because they probably take Uber like everybody else. And how mm -hmm. many immigrant... I do agree with uh, Andrew Yang's sentiment there for, for the most part. I mean, like, that is that is the main issue of the Democratic Party is not um, representing as many people as they can. They have been just as elitist as the Republican Party. The Republican Party is extremely elitist, too. So that's ridiculous. It's such ridiculous to think they're any different in that, in those regards. Neither of the parties are different in what Andrew Yang had said, but he, he, he was talking about the Democratic Party because at least he's willing to criticize it from within to shift that Overton window, much like Bernie Sanders and AOC. Yeah, it looks like Joe Biden came out of his house. It looks like he came out of his house recently and there may be a speech here going on, um, but let's uh, continue on with Tucker here first. Cab drivers at the very bottom of the gig economy the Democrats created are listening to Fox News on the radio. You ever noticed that? If you haven't, then you're not an Uber, because they are. And those are exactly the kind of people the Democrats claim they represent, but instead they've ignored for the past four years and yelled about Russia, Russia, Russia. Now, privately, some Democrats know they need to figure this out right away. On a call with other Democrats yesterday, Abigail Spanberger, she's an elected member of Congress from Virginia, made that clear. I think that we need to be pretty clear about the fact that Tuesday, from a congressional standpoint, it was a failure. It was not a success. We lost members who shouldn't have lost. So we need to not ever use the word socialist or socialism ever again. Because while people think it doesn't matter, it does matter. And we lost good members because of that. And if we are classifying Tuesday as a success from a congressional standpoint, Ooh, Abigail Spanberger points out the truth. Of course, most of the I think that's very fascinating here though, because it wasn't specific. They we the the House did lose establishment Democrats. Um 
and I'm not 100% sure how many were against um, Republican uh, opponents and how many others were actually also uh, more progressive candidates. Because the kind of thing here is that um, with as far as progressive candidates go, we had an increase of like 26 candidates or something like that. Let's see. And the progressives are the ones who are like more, uh, are like more easily equated to that socialist label that's in America, but like they'll call anybody that's left a socialist. So I just, I think that's interesting. But here, did progressives win? Uh, come on, man. Like we just had the election. Where, where are some results? Uh, yeah, the Washington Post said memo to centrist Democrats stop blaming progressives for house losses. Nice. I, I wouldn't think that the uh, Washington Post would go in that direction, but here we are. Um, was this even? Yeah, November 5th. So this was written yesterday. Do 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 do. I'm reading, I'm reading. Do do do. Uh, do 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 voting on do 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 the abundance. Let's see, this isn't necessarily answering my question. I would have to read this article to actually get a better understanding of the point that she's trying to make, but it just didn't have what I was looking for. I thought it was somewhere up to, yeah, this one says the most historic progressive wins in the 2020 election. This is from InStyle, which I guess is really left, huh? The Each member of the quote-unquote squad, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, AOC, and... Um, I know there's one more. <laughs> My brain's farting on that last member. It's not even fair that we call them the squad. Um, Ayanna Presley. Jesus. My brain, dude. My brain. Rashida Tlaib. Tlaib. Okay, whatever, dude. The squad pulled their seats back. I am just my brain. Um, I'm fasting again, so maybe I don't. Can I blame it on anything? Can I really? I don't know. So okay, cool. We're actually just gonna go over why these progressives are historical rather than like the actual how many won. Ah, uh, I it's it's very frustrating trying to get news in America because it's not fast and direct. Uh, April 7th. Let's do a progressive candidates list in 2020. Let's just can do it that way. Oh, proxy error. Cool. Can't look at it because of my VPN. Yeah, as I try to look for this information, there's literally 
it's it's difficult for me to even find it. The 2020 looks a lot like 2018 candidates, Justice Democrats. Here's their website, Justice Democrats. Um, I guess uh, Justice Democrats in Congress. All right, so in 2020, she lost. So I don't know if there's any in the Senate right now. Because this, this list isn't very comprehensive either. This is so frustrating. How do you not have, like, comprehensive lists of just who's in fucking office right now who won this year and all of that it's just so dumb um but here all right so we got one in arizona one uh general result one so it's two three nope four five six seven eight nine ten so far this list here has ten members joining the house of representatives in that list specifically. It's very frustrating trying to find this list. It's very frustrating because all I really need to know is how the election itself went. And it's just like we're hiding those numbers, making it more difficult to find. Um, in the Democratic primaries, there were 17 Justice Democrats endorsed candidates for the White House, Senate, and House. 12 House candidates made it to the general election. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It could have had a much more comprehensive list. I guess it we we lost seven incumbents with five newcomers. Maybe I don't know if that actually is a negative seven or if it's a dash where where we have seven incumbents, five newcomers. Yeah. So twelve House candidates made it to the general election. Seven of them were incumbents. Five five newcomers. And I yeah, there's just like no results as if. <laughs> I am I'm so frustrated right now by trying to just find information on this. Ah, uh, let's see if I can one more one more section. Um, yeah, so there was 12 janitors endorsed 66 additional candidates. Um, let's see, affiliates, work, local activity. 2020 elections. As of tw July 2020, Justice Democrats had announced its support for six primary challengers, two House Democratic incumbents in 2020. Uh, the group continued its efforts to recruit primary challengers to Democratic U.S. House incumbents in districts it considered unlikely to be competitive in the general election with recruitment drive known as hashtag our time. Hmm. 
Still doesn't have results yet. This is so annoying. I'm genuinely annoyed all the time. All the time by trying to find information on this. It's like either I don't have the right resources or they're just literally buried in underneath the Google results that I'm trying to get. Uh, in 2020, Justice Democrat Mary Newman defeated incumbent Representative Dan Lipinski in the 2020 primary. So again, it's... <laughs> yep, that, that article is from 2020. How have progressives fared in the 2020 congressional races? And it's from April. Why do we not have something sooner? So, okay... Just to get this over with, I heard that it was, there was over 20 uh, gains in the House. 20 gains of progressives. So we're not going to pretend here that it's not effective. It's not major. It's not massive. It's not the blue wave that everybody thought or pollsters had thought or just people who talk about this shit way too often thought it was going to be. But it was. It was. Good amount. I would say 20 is a good amount. It's a good start. And as people as as the base spreads and the support and the the foundations are being built literally in the house, we can see a wider spread of support uh gaining traction. You think Bernie Sanders was just the 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 beginning? Okay. Mhm. Okay. The Democrats who lost were more moderate Democrats, meaning that Sandy Cortez, who's not only stupid but radical, will have more control of the party. And that's a huge problem for Democrats. Spanberger went on. See, that, that he just said that the, the centrists are the ones who lost. And, and AOC is on the rise. The progressivism is on the rise. And that's a problem for the Democrats. Is it because they're losing votes to their own party who is more progressive than their centrists? Members of the party, how is that necessarily the problem, Tucker? Except for the fact that he is so actual anti-populist. Like, he's so right-wing that the idea of further left Democrats coming out, that's a danger to him no matter what. So I'm, I'm glad that the culture war continues on in America because that's exactly what we need. Thank you, Tucker, for your uh, insight. And on to point out that most voters, meaning people who don't live in gated communities or have security guards like Nancy Pelosi don't want to, quote, defund the police. Another Democrat on the call agreed with Spanberger. Will the party acknowledge this? All right, that was that was dumb. But we've, you know, just to throw a little quick addendum on there is that, like, he has the whole idea of uh, defund the police kind of misconstrued and twisted because the, the not by just saying they want to defund the police kind of avoids the whole conversation of, well, what are we going to do about police brutality? Um, yeah. So thanks, Tucker. Um, as we can see, the culture war continues because the socialists are gaining ground. So let's hear what our next guest has to say. Not guest, but our next pundit of the right wing echo chamber, Ben Shapiro. Hey, and welcome. This is the Ben Shapiro Show. Got a lot coming up for you this hour. A little bit later on in the hour, we'll be joined by Senator Joni Ernst from Iowa. She retained her seat a very, very, very big race because Republicans need to maintain a majority in the Senate. But we begin with all of your vote count updates. So here's where things stand right now. Joe Biden has taken a narrow lead in Pennsylvania. Absentee ballots were being tabulated this morning. That lead is likely to expand over the course of the day. President Trump has filed some lawsuits regarding ballots coming in after the election date and whether those ought to be counted or not. It is unclear how many of those ballots there actually are. Meanwhile, in Arizona, Biden's lead has dropped down to 1.6 points. 
about 50,000 votes as more late absentee mail ballots are counted. Late mail voting in Arizona has broken pretty heavily for Trump. So Arizona is probably going to continue to tighten. It is, it is unclear whether Trump overtakes Biden in Arizona. Meanwhile, in Georgia, that is edging toward Biden. According to the New York Times, Biden has edged ahead by just over 1,000 votes. There's not much counting left to do. There's a scattering of absentee votes across the state. There will be a recount. There's an automatic recount provision in Georgia law beneath 0.5%. In Nevada, Biden has expanded his lead to about a percentage point or 9,000 votes. His lead is probably going to grow further today because there are 190,000 votes left to be counted. 90% of them are in Clark County, which is a Democratic stronghold. So needless to say, the president is behind the eight ball in terms of the actual vote count. President Trump is protesting that the election has been tampered with, that voter fraud and voter irregularity are the problem. He has launched a series of lawsuits on this basis. Uh, In Philadelphia, he launched a lawsuit claiming that the Philadelphia officials were not allowing Republican Republican poll watchers to actually view what was going on. That lawsuit was successful. An injunction was granted nearly immediately. The Trump campaign also put forward a, a lawsuit to try and bar the counting of ballots that either arrived after Election Day or that were unclearly marked before Election Day. So we'll see how that proceeds. All of this, of course, has led the the left to absolutely lose its mind. So the left is preemptively celebrating, of course. Uh, The left has decided the election is over. This has led to idiocies like David Horn of the Nation tweeting out when Trump was elected. I like how uh, (laughs) that's happening, even though um, for the most part, we were all saying it's likely Joe Biden's going to win because the, the electoral college, the voting, the statistics, the data is swinging in his favor. So we're saying likely, most likely. Trump's the one who literally came out and said, as far as we, as I know, or as I can see, we did win. Trump is the only one who came out and said from his mouth with actual media coverage that he won an election that was not yet over. Ignorance truly is bliss. I decided I'd only wear black ties. It was a personal and private act of mourning. I didn't say anything about it, and almost no one noticed over these past four years. Today. And then he tweeted out a photo of himself wearing a, uh, wearing a silver tie. Wow. The heroism. Just, just wow. So impressive. Meanwhile, folks on the left celebrating and enjoying themselves, uh, but not as much as you might think, because as we'll discuss in just a little while, it turns out that the left really doesn't have all that much to celebrate. Even if Joe Biden were to win a narrow victory over Donald Trump in an extraordinarily heavily voted year, they're not going to have any power against the Republican Senate. They're not going to have any power come 2022 when the Republicans take the House. And in 2024, they would have an 82-year-old Joe Biden going up against somebody in the Republican Party who could theoretically be Trump again, <laughs> right? Or Kamala Harris, who is the least likable candidate to walk the earth since Hillary Clinton. And with all of that said, it is not yet over. Yeah, he just said a whole bunch of shit to try and cope with the idea that, like, at least it's not as blue as we thought it would. At least we don't have to be as progressive as we thought we were going to be. Um, But it's fascinating that, like, yeah, I mean, Trump could run again. For the love of God, I hope he doesn't. Like, please just, like, have one of your kids shill for you. But, like, yeah, it's very possible Trump could run again. Um, It's just as possible that he faces some serious consequences for what he did maybe even for the obstruction of justice we don't know yet um but what we do know as of right now joe biden has announced himself the winner and the house has gone still to a um 
Democrat majority, and the Senate is far more split than it was before. Let's see here. No, let's let's just skip it, because from what I remember, it was 48 to 48 still at the Senate. So there's still some developments to come out, whether or not that will be also dominated by, at least with a majority, by the Democrats. And so, yeah, Joe Biden is coming into a split um, legislative branch. But here's the dealio is that's exactly what he ran on, is that he would bring together both. Uh, Republicans and Democrats. And so here's his time to prove this is what a moderate centrist does, which is work with both parties. Um, and Joe Biden also said that he was only going to be a one-term president, so he's not going to run at the age of 82. He already said that. The Trump team has put out a statement saying that uh, the preliminary de declaration that the election is over is indeed preliminary. They put out a statement suggesting, quote, the election is not over. The false projection of Joe Biden as the winner is based on results in four states that are far from final. Georgia is headed for a recount where we are confident we will find ballots improperly harvested and where President Trump will ultimately prevail. There are many irregularities in Pennsylvania, including having election officials prevent our volunteer legal observers from having meaningful access to vote counting locations. And this is the continued building of the narrative of the corruption in the election to just say that Trump didn't lose. We're living in a world where Trump didn't lose. And I'm sure there's going to be some discrepancies because we have had these sorts of things happen in elections in the past where thousands of ballots were thrown out for their postmark or for their signatures or the bubbling or what have you. It's going to be very interesting to find exactly what Trump is going to drive as the reason why he lost. Um, as if it's actually going to get him the numbers, because I think Joe Biden won with 284. He has 284 electorates. Like, even if Trump is able to uh, get some points, it's not going to get him over the line. He has to have more of those swing states that Joe Biden ended up flipping. So please, really, please. So much copium. Prevailed in court on our challenge, but were deprived of valuable time and denied the transparency we are entitled to under state law. In Nevada, there appear to be thousands of individuals who improperly cast mail ballots. Finally, the president is on course to win Arizona outright, despite the irresponsible and erroneous calling of the state for Biden by Fox News and the Associated Press. Biden is relying on these states for his phony claim on the White House, but once the election is final, President Trump will be reelected. For what it is worth, the president has also said that obviously he's going to obey the law as they move forward. That doesn't mean that he's going to concede the election under any circumstances. It does mean that uh, he's going to wait for all of this. He's going to wait for all of this to play out uh, and uh, he's not going to hole up in the White House and uh, do blow and fire machine guns through the door like Al Pacino at the end of Scarface. That's not a thing that's going to happen. But again, this thing is not yet over. And listening to Democrats complain about this not being over, listening to Democrats saying, today ought to be our celebration day. Why can't it be a week from now? Why can't it be two weeks from now? Why does it? Well, we want to celebrate now. It's our right to party. I'm just going to point out that Democrats have undermined legitimate elections for all of my lifetime. Al Gore was on MSNBC yesterday declaring that he defended the election system okay that is not wait al gore the guy who lost um in a very still contested outcome okay great example great example they, they've been tampering with elections since uh, since i've been alive they've been tampering and losing since i've been alive not true here is <laughs> al gore very al gore defending america from our election systems from global warming Here's Al Gore. 
But the most important principle that I defended 20 years ago that Joe Biden and many others are defending tonight is let's count every legally cast vote and obey the will of the American people. Hey, sorry to break it to Al Gore, but no, he was not a defender of America's voters. Al Gore tried to disenfranchise military ballots. Al Gore attempted to have ballots read by looking to voters' intent, which is insane. That's how you ended up with the pregnant Chad controversy. Not this is what's very frustrating about like Ben Shapiro's videos, because as I'm watching this, he could post up the sources to say, like, here's the exact source of what I'm talking about, but he doesn't. Because what he's doing is feeding to his people the uh the the hmm, the accusations without the evidence. So we can say that it's true, but I can only take it as partial truth because that's all he's giving us. I, could, I, I don't know the minutia of the Al Gore-Bush uh, race, but I had thought that when in the recount there were missing ballots. So there's, yeah, there's still, like, I would have to go back to when I was in... Bruh, I was probably just out of kindergarten. So, and for a lot of us, that may be the way it is. That's really only for the boomers to try and remember. Um, so it's just very fascinating that every time Ben Shapiro gives like these anecdotal evidences, he never actually provides like a source to an article or anything. He just says it and moves on. Not like Chad who works for us being pregnant. Like the pregnant Chad controversy. That's impossible. But they, like like the, the pregnant Chad controversy where people tried to punch their ballot and it didn't wholly work. And so you'd have someone look into their heart to determine who they voted for. Even so, Gore ended up losing that election. Hillary Clinton just last week suggested that the election was stolen from her. So you know, amid all the hue and cry about how Trump is so terrible for saying the election is stolen, then I don't like when anybody says the election is stolen when the election, there's not proof yet that the election was stolen, right? I mean, we're still waiting for all the lawsuits to go forward. We're still waiting for all of the for all of the information to be tabulated. It's okay to be suspicious. This is why we have a legal process and we should go through the legal process. But Democrats don't have a leg to stand on when they suggest that they stand for election integrity. Here was Hillary Clinton last week suggesting that her election was stolen. There's an air of illegitimacy that surrounds Trump's presidency and that just infuriates them. It makes them crazy. And that's a big piece of it. So they have to keep striking out at me because why you why well, there's because lots of i was the candidate that they basically stole an election from i was the candidate who won you know nearly three million more votes they stole an election you see yeah that's actually hillary clinton doing a pretty good like trump impression um so i gotta give ben shapiro points here because i don't agree with anything that she said like she lost the electoral votes she didn't campaign in the swing states and she also had a lackluster performance like actually speaking to uh, to voters to come out and vote for her it was it was whack it was a very whack uh campaign and she was a whack candidate i'll say it and i'll say it again every time and then when she actually says stuff like that it actually does remind me of something that trump would say it's it's okay when hillary clinton says it that's totally fine and it's okay when we spend four years hunting for Russians under our bed because it was probably their fault that Hillary Clinton lost. But if Donald Trump says, I want to go through the legal process and I think I won with all the legal votes and the illegal votes that are coming in, the, the, those are the ones deciding the election, then we all have to set our hair on fire. But on the other do hand, I like those kind of statements? No. Do I think that that's hair on fire stuff? Not after the Democrats keep claiming that Georgia, Georgia Stacey Abrams is actually the. I meant to pause this one. I think it's very fascinating that he says, if we recount it, you'll see that I won all the legal votes. And it's like he's losing by like 4 million votes.
in the popular. But if you know, if you go to these highly contested states, maybe you can find thousands of votes that'll put Trump over the line. But like for him to get the electoral points when Joe Biden's riding off of 280 electorals, it's going to be really hard for Trump to get even those electorals at all. He would to get those swing states vote back votes back. It's going to be incredibly hard for him to do so so it'd be great honestly it's going to be great storytelling to see how he does it i can't wait to find out the governor over there she lost by fifty thousand votes Fifty thousand. Now democrats right now are complaining that trump is filing lawsuits in wisconsin he lost wisconsin by twenty thousand. stacey abrams lost by 50 like two and a half times the margin and yet stacey abrams is a hero of the resistance so spare me spare me the crocodile tears just a little bit so here was President Trump's statement last night. There was some stuff to like, some stuff to hate, as always with President Trump. Here was President Trump last night correctly saying that the polls totally jacked him, that the polls were maybe designed in order to keep people from giving money to the campaigns, particularly in swing states. He said, you know, you, ha you kept predicting this big blue wave. It wasn't. There was a big red wave. As everybody saw, we won by it wasn't historic a big numbers. Wave. And the pollsters <laughs> got it knowingly wrong. They got it knowingly wrong. We had... It was a very divisive election. Neither had waves. Neither had waves. Let's not be ridiculous here. It was a very highly contested, contentious, like very thin line wins all over the place. Nobody waved. The polls that were so ridiculous and everybody knew it at the time. There was no blue wave that they predicted. They thought there was going to be a big blue wave. That was false. That was done for suppression reasons but instead there was a big red wave and it's been properly acknowledged actually by the media okay and uh he's right about that he's also correct that this was a great year for republican women 13 of whom were added to congress haven't seen any girl power stories from the media yet because they're so objective right and here's president trump correctly calling out the media this was also the year of the republican woman more republican women were elected to congress than ever before that's a great achievement okay that is true okay then we got to the controversial portion this is where trump says that they are trying to steal the election now it may very well be that there are people in philadelphia who've engaged in election fraud in fact there was a story back in may of a federal prosecution of a person who's stuffing ballot boxes that was like 24 ballots here 40 ballots there 100 ballots here could there be voter fraud in philadelphia sure why not is it going to amount to tens of thousands of votes pretty unlikely also, the idea that in every one of these states, including like Georgia, for example, voter fraud is to blame. I mean, the, the Georgia Secretary of State's a Republican. The governor is a Republican. In Arizona, the governor is a Republican. And by the way, you're not seeing a lot of claims of voter fraud in Arizona from the Trump campaign, presumably because the late mail-ins are coming in on Trump's side. Nonetheless, here's President Trump saying that they are trying to steal the election. There's tremendous litigation going on, and this is a case where they're trying to steal an election. They're trying to rig an election. And we can't let that happen. Detroit and Philadelphia, known as two of the most corrupt political places anywhere in our country, <laughs> easily cannot be responsible for. I really got to wonder how the citizens feel when he says that. OK, the Associated Press has Biden at 290 now because Nevada and Arizona just top that cake off. So, like, come on. Georgia, once Georgia comes in with its final like count right there, too. Like, it's true. All right. So in Georgia here, you have 49.5% Biden to Trump 49.3%. He can contest it. Take it to court. That makes sense. 
very small margin. Um, kind of the same deal going on in Arizona. Bit of a small margin. Got 20,000 votes on, on Trump on that one. In the lead, uh, Joe Biden in the lead with just 20,000. So, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty contestable. So he, he will contest it. Michigan? Almost a million. Almost a mil. No, no, sorry. That's 100,000. My brain. It's pretty dumb. It's a pretty dumb brain. So in a lot of these swing states, yeah, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. And it would be very devastating to see these be reversed. Um, I don't think it would bring him over the line. We've got 10, 26 points there. 26 points there. Uh, let's see, 42 there. That would bring Trump closer, but not not there. Still wouldn't bring him there, even if he was to flip back Nevada, Michigan, and uh, Georgia. Um, if he was able to do Arizona as well, he would get closer. Still not enough. It'd be like 67, 267, so he'd still be too short. He would literally have to get all of these swing states. He would have to get all of them, or at least Wisconsin. He, he needs all of them except for Pennsylvania and New Hampshire, but he needs the rest of them. So this is going to take forever. Great. Awesome. Engineering the outcome of a presidential race, a very important presidential race. Okay, so yeah, are they trying to steal? You'd have to define the they. You'd have to provide the evidence of the stealing. And that's what lawsuits are for. We have a process for this. Everybody, stop panicking over the fact that Trump says stuff. He says stuff. We all know it. Okay, the stuff he says is not always stuff that I like. If this is not baked into the cake by now, I really don't know what it is. Plus, the vote has already taken place, right? Nobody else is voting. It's not like the stuff he says right now is going to shift the vote. It's over. The vote already happened. And President Trump continued along these lines. He said they never believed they could win this honestly. Democrat officials never believed they could win this election honestly. I really believe that. That's why they did the mail-in ballots where there's tremendous corruption and fraud going on. That's why they mailed out tens of millions of unsolicited ballots without any verification measures whatsoever. And I've told everybody that uh, these things would happen because I've seen it happen. Okay, so again, what do you mean you've seen asking it happen? questions about this sort of stuff is not forbidden, and this is why we have a legal process, and we'll have to let that play out. Where Trump, of course, goes too far is he says, if you count all the legal votes, I win. If you count the illegal votes, they can steal the election. And that's moving beyond the evidence to conjecture, but... That's Trump. And again, that's Trump. He says he says stupid things that he doesn't mean. Like my votes count and Joe Biden's doesn't. He says stupid things. For the 1000th time, there's a process for this. Democrats who've spent the last several years claiming that Russians stole the election or that Facebook stole the election or that Hillary Clinton is the actual president or that Governor Stacey Abrams of Georgia is, in fact, the governor of Georgia. Uh, they, they have no I, I don't want to hear from them. Honestly, here's Trump. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. If you count the votes that came in late, we're looking at them very strongly. But a lot of votes came in late. All righty. So President Trump concluded by saying that they would take. It's, uh, it's it sucks because it's not that they came in late. We had a you know we had. Uh, Pretty short staffing when it comes to counting ballots. Um, we had uh, mail-in votes in record numbers. Highest turnout yet. 
highest turnout for a U.S. election with a lack of pollsters and ballot counters because of the pandemic and, so, you know, having to deal with social distancing in this situation. So the uh, bat, the votes that came in that day took took a long time to get to. And um, those mail-in ballots aren't allowed to be opened until Election Day. So this was all very expected for it to take some time. But of course, Trump, 2 o'clock in the morning, mid-election, comes out and says, I want the ballots to stop being counted. Not because there was any proof of them actually being illegal. Because we had it, we barely jumped into November 4th. We had barely just gotten there. And he said that he wanted the votes to be not counted. So everybody who did get their ballots in time, he was hoping to not have them counted just because they were being counted after when he wanted them to be counted. This is the most anti-democrat, like anti-democratic position to take in this election. And for everybody to be okay with it is very suspicious, very suspicious. You shouldn't want every every vote to be counted. So ridiculous. I get we all have to have uh, strict rules of when uh, an election, when votings can be turned in, because otherwise we will have votes being turned in endlessly. But if they were turned in on that date and they are considered legal ballots, that's where we're at right now. Then Joe Biden devastated Trump and he's looking for a murder that has not been committed. And yet he would he would probably murder a body. And frame Joe Biden for it. I wouldn't doubt it, but we, we just have to keep seeing how this story develops. It's unfortunate that we have a president who refuses to concede power and just try to run again in 2024, um, but this is this is where we're at. This is unfortunately where we're at. Right now, Joe Biden wins, and Trump is going to take every swing state that is a, a loss by a small margin to court to try and flip them back into his favor, and we'll see whether or not it works. We'll see take all legal action, may. which is of course where this is always going to go, right? I mean, it's going to go to court. They'll be adjudicated. They'll have to show evidence of the voter fraud. If there is not enough evidence of voter fraud to overturn the results of the election, then this thing is is over. I mean, that's that's the way that it's going to work. Right? We do I mean, have processes. Even Ben's still applying a very like short-minded, simple answer to this whole thing. It's not just about finding voter fraud. It's not really about that. It's just whether or not... Uh, the ballots being counted are consistent with the requirements Um, because there's a lot of conditions that could be going on here by saying voter fraud. That's just that vague term that allows Trump to kind of do whatever the fuck he wants. In this country, in this country, I'm a fan of evidence, as you know, just as when Democrats claim that every time a white cop shoots a black person, it is racism. And then I say, let's look at the evidence. If we're going to claim voter fraud and voter irregularity, every one of those cases should be fully investigated to the fullest extent of the law. And then we should determine whether there is, in fact, enough evidence to talk about widespread voter fraud resulting in actual changes to the election outcome. Here's President Trump saying that he's going to take legal action. We want an honest election. We want an honest count. And we want honest people working back there because it's a very important job. So that's the way this country is going to win. That's the way the United States will win. And we think we will win the election very easily with so that's also horrifying is that people are like willing to support a candidate that believes he is the united states that his administration is the united states and that's why i loved bernie ignore the flag behind me but the reason why i loved bernie is because he said not me us 
it wasn't about him. It wasn't about his administration. It was about the policy ideas, the direction to move towards. And I believe in the dark, Trump believes the same exact thing, but it's anti-democratic and it's anti-populist and it's pro-elitism, pro-Wall Street. And that's not what people want to hear. People want to hear that he's pro-United States, that he is the United States, that he is the only defender of the United States. And that's just horrifying uh, dictator dependency kind of relationship to me. So it's it's very gross that people would support this kind of rhetoric and behavior. I think there's going to be a lot of litigation because we have so much evidence, so much proof, and it's going to end up perhaps at the highest court in the land. Now, I tweeted about this, that people should imagine that in this press conference, what Trump just said, they should imagine themselves as the judge and as the jury hearing Trump present why his case should be heard, or at least presenting his case somewhat. Like, Trump never really provides any evidence to the American people, the true judge of the legitimacy of this government. Um, he presents it just out loud so that his base and echo chamber can reverberate the bullshit um, to make it true enough. Not true, just true enough. And so let's just go back a couple seconds and listen to Trump as if he is presenting a case to a judge. I think there's going to be a lot of litigation because we have so much evidence, so much proof, and it's going to end up perhaps at the highest court in the land. He has so much evidence and so much proof, and we have seen zero zilch nada of it. We've gotten none of it. He just says that it's been rigged, it's a stolen election, and I can't believe this is happening to America. We have so much evidence. Believe me, there's tons of it. Just wait till I get to the courts and it'll all be laid out. We'll see. But we think there'll be a lot of litigation because we can't have an election stolen like this. Okay, there will be litigation and then we'll have an answer. Meanwhile, our esteemed journalistic community has deemed it completely off limits for Trump to even discuss voter fraud and voter irregularity, even though, again, Al Gore did this in 2000. John Kerry did some of this in 2004, right? The Diebold machines were going to oust John Kerry from office. We got this from Hillary Clinton last time around. But it, when Trump does it, it's super duper duper much worse than when Democrats do it. Here's Jim Acosta, Jim Acosta. It is. Yeah. It is because they conceded. They conceded. <laughs> the preemptive celebration from Jim Acosta, who loves himself. But we're, we are going this route, and the court is going to be the thing that decides it. And I am learning to be okay with that. like no journalist except for Jeffrey Tubin. The president is watching the lights go out on his presidency right now. That is what we're witnessing in real time as these votes are being tabulated and Joe Biden is catching up in Pennsylvania and, and in Georgia. The, the presidency of Donald J. Trump is vanishing before our eyes. Okay, so the, the, these journalists, they can't, by, by the way, this has some down ballot effects. If you think that what happened the other night is not a referendum on the failures of the media. You're dead wrong. The media claimed that Joe Biden was going to womp Trump. And not only that, Republicans were going to lose all across the land. Joe Biden was going to enter office with a with a wind at his back, with a with a Democratic Congress, with a Democratic Senate majority, a major Democratic Senate majority. That ain't going to happen. Uh, those media, they've been lying to you. They've been shifting all information hey. through their prism of bias. And that is perfectly obvious. Anderson Cooper, right? Here's another esteemed journalist. Uh, yeah, but how how many of the right-wing media who always pretend they're not part of the media um 
also said that like Trump was gonna win, just 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 that Trump was gonna win. All of them, all of them said that. I'm sure they were they were feeling that they were gonna get a red wave as well. But we don't hear that behind closed doors. We don't hear most people's uh, self actualization on that. That's never presented to us on screen. It's very rare. I try to present it to you and be as honest as I can, and that hence like why I do most of this improv is because it's better for it to just flow from the soul. But um, you know, some people will believe me and others won't. It's, it is what it is. But for the most part, I know like channels as big as Ben Shapiro's and you know massive channels and networks and media outlets. Uh, they have a bit of preparation before they go in. So I, I you know, it's very fascinating that we're just going to be like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the media, it's the media's fault all the time. Uh, I don't know what it's like to be part of the media with my microphone and uh, various cameras and social media accounts, but uh, the media is the one to blame. Member of our journalistic cadre, trashing Trump and calling him pathetic and fat, which of course is, is just what a journalist would do, right? It's sad and it is truly pathetic. And of course it is dangerous and of course it will go to courts, but you'll notice the president did not have any evidence that is the president of the United States. That is the most powerful person in the world. And we see him like an obese turtle on his back, flailing in the hot sun, <laughs> realizing his time is over. But he just hasn't accepted it, and he wants to take everybody down with him, including this country. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he did call him fat. I was like, well, I was waiting for it, too. I was like, what? What? But, um, yeah, it's, I mean... <laughs> Can we not virtue signal when Ben Shapiro literally like the, the, my last broadcast? He I have a video of him saying that uh, Democrats are uh, evil, horrible people or egregious, horrible people. He 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 does not use um, positive language ever, and he's never really that neutral. He, he will take any opportunity he can to uh, kind of slap the dignity out of anybody's self esteem. If, if they don't agree with him politically. So there it is, your, your journalistic community. I can't imagine why people showed up in droves because they don't like the media. The, the, the failures of the media here are endemic. If Trump is gonna talk about a stolen- And that's what's also fascinating here because Tucker Carlson also brought up the whole culture war thing going on, but it's fascinating that Ben Shapiro said this election was a referendum on the media. Is it? I thought it was because, you know, from everybody else, it was a referendum on whether or not we want to continue on the Trump train, which doesn't necessarily have anything to do with media, but mostly about his his policies and his personality. And it seems that enough Americans uh, said that we would much prefer go back to that old bullshit we've been dealing with uh, for hundreds of years rather than trying this taking this another four years down a rabbit hole where we don't really see any light at the end of the tunnel. It was a referendum on Trump. Trump uh, supposedly um, brought, you know, I guess, you know, reinvigorated energy into the GOP. Um, but it was, you know, it was just a louder, um, more contemptuous uh, uh, and abrasive republicanism um, so I, I, you know, it's just, it's so fascinating. They're, they're so fascinating all the time with, with the, uh, mental gymnastics that they're able to pull around. Um, this was a referendum on the media and it seems like the media won. <laughs> what, are you, what are you going for? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. To upset the base. Right. 
national election seriously in the future? I, I think he's on much more solid ground talking about a stolen election on the basis of the media having completely shifted the nature of the race, being awful, being liars. That is, that is unimpeachable. I mean, that is the reality. Now, it doesn't count as stealing in the sense that like votes got shifted secretly in the middle of the night. But if you're talking about the fairness of elections, if you're talking about the overall justice of a media that lies to you, that's a bigger endemic issue than the number of people who are supposedly stuffing ballot boxes in the end, because that's going to outlast any election. So the media are relieved because they think that. All right. Yep. So that's where we're going now is uh, don't trust the media. Uh, only trust this media. Uh, that's where Ben Shapiro is going with his copium uh, to to fight the fact that Trump is not a good candidate to represent all of America. So uh, cope as much as you can, Ben Shapiro. I'm going to need it, too, just because I know Trump isn't going to give this up for another two months. He's not going to concede. So we're going to have to go through the court bullshit. And that could take a minute. That could really take a minute. And I'm not I'm not excited for it. Um, so next we have Tim Pool to give us his take on what the fuck. Things are not looking good. For President Donald Trump's re-election chances, Joe Biden is inching forward, and it does seem like he is moments away from being declared the victor. Now, we still do not have an official call, and there is still a possibility that Donald Trump can win. But it is seeming very slim. Democrats are already basically declaring victory. Many pundits, even conservative ones, are starting to say it looks like Donald Trump is out. And you know what? If he is, well, then congrats to Joe Biden. For the most part, we're seeing a more tame response from conservatives saying we want to make sure every legal vote gets counted and illegal votes are not. So they're very like. Yeah, that's why they started a protest called Stop the Count. Yeah, because they're they're willing to wait. Will be audits and some kind of legal action. Donald Trump still does have a path to victory, but it's looking like the vote is not in his favor. However, somehow. I don't, don't ask me how. In 2016, we got endless videos of the left freaking out, crying, having, crying, having temper tantrums, rioting. And many people thought that if Donald Trump won, we'd get the same thing. Yet somehow, even though we are seeing every reason to believe Donald Trump is going to lose, they're still freaking out. In a post-election family meeting, one Democrat started crying on the phone call having lost her House seat. Moderate Democrats are freaking out, yelling at the far left, saying, you cost us these House seats. I think this election was a repudiation of the culture war. I think many people were saying, we don't want your far left garbage, and we don't like Donald Trump's attitude. So they elected Republican House uh, candidates. They voted for Republican senators. Uh, it looks like Republicans are on track to keep the Senate. And they said, of the far left, we don't want you. And they said of Donald Trump as well. Now, Donald Trump did make tremendous gains in many of these places where House candidates, Republican candidates defeated their Democrat rivals. Trump actually did very well. So it's not so easy to say exactly what happened. But I do believe a lot of people went out and voted against Trump because of Trump's character. With that being said, it's as if that has nothing to do with his policies. There is still a good reason why Donald Trump shouldn't just concede outright. They're saying they have evidence of voter fraud in Nevada because they cross-referenced change of address, uh, I guess, files and people who voted in the state. If they've got evidence, it needs to be brought forward. Listen, 
I endured years of Russiagate and Ukrainegate. I reported on it fairly. I said, let's see what the evidence brings us. I can at least, and so can you, give a few months to make sure that whatever ends up happening, we have a clean transition of power and everyone respects the, the results. Trump supporters, for the most part, are likely going to be disappointed. Some may be angry. But I am actually a little proud of Tim here to be like, we should wait. We should all wait. We should all wait because he, you know, he knows his president is act isn't actually leaving office right now. But I, I can give him some respect points just on the on the on the basis that he's like, we we can wait. We can wait to find out the more patience that we show, the more, you know, the more patience the right wing shows in this time, uh, the better it will do. Otherwise, the more impatience they show and. Uh, more fuckery could lead to just more chaos. We have massive protests going on right now. We have massive gatherings going on right now. So it is a very um, hmm, fragile time in America. It could go really any way right now. Any way. I don't, I'm not excited. Not excited. I don't like any of this. I just kind of wish Trump had accepted and be like, well, I'll run in 2024 then. Or... I don't know, give his kids a lesson and, you know, how to lose an election so they can try to avoid it. But this is a uh, this in itself is pretty bad and can lead to some terrifying outcomes that I don't want anybody to have to go through. For some reason, the left is still rioting. Surprise, surprise. In Portland, the governor finally calls in the National Guard to deal with the rioters. But finally, what do you mean? Finally, they've been like bullying the shit out of them for for a while. Not the National Guard, but like the police, the marshals, the federal marshals. And now you like the National Guards have returned again. Come on, man. Come on. Maybe this is the end of some kind of culture war Trump era. Or maybe maybe it's just the beginning. And whatever Trump is will carry on. You see, the Lincoln Project and many conservatives like, well, never Trumpers, I guess, are saying now begins the era of Trumpism. Yes, we're starting to see signs of what's to come. And I just <laughs> it's it's hilarious. It'll never end, will it? You thought, Biden voters, you could vote away Donald Trump. No, nay, I say they've already decided that Donald Trump will be. I just want to say as a person who voted for Biden, I didn't think that at all. Nope. I thought it would stop. Like, I don't want to hear about fucking Donald Trump all the time about the economy, about how he's fucking up the pandemic, about how he's interacting with dictatorships across the globe and how he's removing us from global initiatives. I just didn't want to hear Trump anymore. But Trumpism, a.k.a. the GOP, yeah, that's not going anywhere. In fact, it got even stronger underneath Trump. And there's going to be more competent people who are going to attempt what Trump did uh, on a far larger scale. If, you know, you know, if he wins again, then I could imagine that, like, he's not going to leave office ever. If he actually um, is able to flip the courts into remaining president, he is not going to ever leave office. He's going to literally have to be dead before he leaves he's gonna have a heart attack in the white house probably um but anybody who thought that electing uh joe biden would fix any of our problems uh is ridiculous because joe biden is the politician and his politics ideology his career 
led up to Trump. It gave it room to grow. It, it, it all of it, all of it is because of the establishment. This is what the establishment has led to and is going to continue to lead to. So that's kind of the thing that the real left in America is trying to deal with right now is like, okay, now that we have a president that isn't a stonewall fascist, how can we start or not necessarily start thanks to Bernie Sanders, but continue to move that Overton window to let the working class know that you can support candidates who support you and have that real reciprocal um, relationship that we claim to have in America between our representatives and our voters. We don't actually have that because money is what's represented these days. Special interests, not so much as the I don't know what what's the the unspecial interest, the regular interest, I, normal interest. Um, the special interest is what leads this country. And hopefully with Joe Biden, we can continue to shift the window away from corporate interests and back into people's interests, not back into people's interests, actually, for the first time, probably into everybody's interests and not just the top percent, because this country was founded for white landowners. It's it's true be immortalized in the idea of Trumpism, which I have no idea what that is. But that's the big threat. The Lincoln Project is already ramping up. So my friends, I bring you now into the world of chaos that is our political reality. Whether Trump stays or goes is irrelevant. You cannot escape for things have only just begun, my friends. The roller I can't believe how like ecstatic he sounds at the like the division of America still has many more loops before you can get off, if you can. I bring you the first story about Democrats breaking down and crying on the phone as a meeting descends into chaos. But before we get started, head over to oh, tinkcast.com no. slash oh, donate no. if you would like to support. No advertisements, buddy. Share this video. If you really want to support my sharing is the best way to actually help. It Ugh. seriously helps. And Ugh. if everybody did, like, subscribe to the Nutrition Family oh meeting descends into chaos. Oh my God. Moderate House Democrats lashed out at their liberal colleagues Thursday using a marathon caucus wide conference call to bash progressives for advancing an agenda that the centrists said cost the party a number of seats in Tuesday's election. An impassioned Abigail Spanberger, who squeaked to victory in central Virginia, took liberals to no, 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 liberals took liberals to task for promoting the policy of redirecting funds away from the police departments, an idea that took off following the death of George Floyd May, and that Republicans used on the campaign trail to hammer Democrats with charges of nurturing crime. Let me just stop you right there. I, the last election I voted in was Obama, Democrat. And before that was Chicago Democrats. And I don't care to vote anymore, but I'm an independent left-leaning individual. I voted for the Republicans this time, and you are correct, Abigail, because of the insanity of the far left, notably the riots. Now I'm a gun owner, and I don't want Joe Biden or anyone taking them away from me because I've seen what happens when you guys are given the reins of power. So you've made a lot of people convert mm -hmm. to the right, and you've made a lot of people question the integrity and the ability of the Democratic Party. But they're correct. Perhaps we will now see the far left get kicked to the curb as well. Nope. I do disagree, Abigail, that it was a failure. Speaker Nancy Pelosi interjected. We won the House. Really? You lost how many seats? Eight seats got flipped, but it's a net gain of five for the Republicans. Rep. Mark Vesey 
A Democrat of Texas delivered a similar condemnation, lamenting that the far left's approach to several issues, including moving funds away from the police and banning fracking, had given ammunition to GOP attack ads. VC said he watched GOP commercial after commercial using video footage of Democrats uttering the words defund the police to grab. Imagine in 2022, uh, we're going to get another year and about a year and a half of more of climate change becoming more prevalent, like more signs, uh, more wildfires, bigger hurricanes, the like, you know, things that we've already been seeing. Imagine how much that's going to keep moving away from what they think is current now. Now, imagine that there's every issue that we have now not being fixed by the establishment and it's still prevalent two years from now. Can you imagine what the wants and needs are going to be of the people at that time? It might be. It just might be defund the police. It might be ban fracking. It just might be ban oil production. That's a shrinking voting block to be pro those things, to, to, to be pro uh, back the blue no matter what. Um, and to back the uh, oil and fracking industry, no matter what, those are shrinking demographic voters. So it's uh, it may it may have, I don't know, from a centrist point of view, hurt, which I don't think it does. Um, but uh, I think the reason why it hurt Democrats is because they weren't willing to actually commit to those things. Um, if you if you if you recognize uh, Joe Biden said that he, uh, you know, wants to move away from fracking, slowly eliminate it. And President Trump said, you just lost Pennsylvania. Well, guess who won Pennsylvania? The guy who said he wants to move away from fracking. They really don't, yeah. Tim Pool, Tim Pool doesn't really understand the voter block. Great effect. And neither do centrist Democrats. Liberals immediately pushed back on the moderates' narrative. These people are not liberals. Stop. I'm a liberal. I've always been a liberal. I am not a far leftist. And thank you to the far leftists who mocking, mockingly deride me as a liberal. Tim's a dumb, spineless liberal. Thank you. Hate me, but hate me for what I am. These people are not liberals. They're progressives and far leftists. Anyway... Progressive Caucus co-chair Pramila Jayapal jumped into the fray and. Ah, uh, wow. So I guess like Tim Pool completes that symbolism, that metaphorical hero's journey of a liberal becoming a conservative in America. I can't really think of a policy that he's like a liberal on. He's been so anti-Democrat centrist all the way through. Like if he was an actual liberal, why wouldn't he vote for Joe Biden, the actual liberal candidate? Trump is nothing of a liberal. He's so conservative. It's so obviously conservative. <laughs> why are we still faking, Tim? Why are we still faking? argue that Democrats would not be on the cusp of ousting President Trump from the White House without tremendous energy from the far left. I'm not entirely convinced. We'll see. Caucus Chairman Hakeem Jeffries and others repeatedly warned colleagues not to leak information from the post-election private 
family meeting to reporters, but that didn't stop them from sharing the blow by blow details of the marathon two and a half hour call with The Hill and other media outlets. The clash between the ideological wings of the caucus reflects the high levels of frustration among Democrats of all stripes following a demoralizing turn at the polls on Tuesday. Heading into the elections, party leaders had predicted they would pick up seats even in deep red districts won soundly by Trump in 2016. Instead, they saw Republicans knock off at least seven Democratic incumbents. It's eight now. Most of them first-term lawmakers who had helped deliver in uh, the party's House majority just two years ago. And as of Thursday afternoon, they'd failed to flip even a single seat held by a Republican incumbent, a trend that defied both their internal polls and most conservative expectations. I'm really excited to hear what he is about to say, because this is an indicative of progressive policies. This is a failure on centrist Democrat. He said incumbent establishment Dems failed to recover their seats. Patience. At one point on the call, Rep. Debbie uh, Muckersell Powell, who lost reelection, cried wow, and lamented that no one could pronounce her name. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm laughing at myself, Mukarsal. I failed to pronounce her name, and then they literally said she lamented that no one could pronounce her name. Now I feel really bad. Man, that's brutal. Yikes. House Democratic leaders rocked by the results said on Thursday's call, they want a post-mortem review of the election strategy that led them astray. Rep. <laughs> Sherry Bustos of Illinois, head of the party's campaign arm who narrowly won re-election, said she was frustrated by bad polling and the loss of good members. But she defended the Democrats' message and tactics, noting that the House remains securely in the party's hands heading into the next Congress. We protected the lone firewall in our democracy, Busto said. According to sources on the call, we'll be holding a more in-depth political brief once we have more clarity on the final results of the election. Pelosi acknowledged a challenging election, a long departure from the optimistic tone she'd carried Tuesday morning, but also claimed victory in keeping control of the lower chamber, and perhaps winning the White House. You know what? Trump may lose. It's, it's close. We are very, very close to Trump being defeated. I know there's a lot of uh, Trump supporters and Republicans saying investigate the impropriety. There's evidence of fraud. By all means, I agree. Investigate all of these things. I want to make sure the next four years will not be nearly as bad as the last. I've lived through a, 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 a Joe Biden administration, a Barack Obama Biden administration. So I'm not going to cry about it. But I, I, I just got to say something. This lady, I feel bad. She's crying. I'm not, I'm not. But how is it that I'm sitting here pending a Trump defeat? And I'm laughing with my friends about the absurdity of what's going on. And I'm seeing this lady cry on the phone. How are they crying and rioting when they won the House? OK, and they're nearing victory in the White House. They're still freaking out and crying. You know what? I look forward to something. I remember during the Obama administration, every time something would happen, and I'd, I'd, I'd be waving the cards in front of my friends and they'd be like, I don't know, man, I don't know anything about it. Well, now they all adamantly rose to action and said, we must defeat Donald Trump. And they may. And you know what? The one thing I'm really looking forward to with the Joe Biden presidency is that all of the warmongering, imperialistic authoritarianism, I'm now going to wave in their face and say, this is what you voted for. The problems with Trump were individual problems. He was a bad guy. He was boorish. He had character defects, but we had a great economy. He was signing peace agreements. He was withdrawing our troops. You know what? I'm not the arbiter of, of grand morality, nor am I the dictator of this country, and I can accept defeat very easily. I shrug and say, listen, man, I've always been a milk toast fence sitter because I don't have high expectations. 
I've seen how the machine operates. I wouldn't be surprised if there was impropriety and fraud. In fact, we've got one story where apparently some guy was declared a loser, a Republican was declared a loser, and then a computer glitch was announced and he actually won. If that's the case, we are going to see a heavy audit. I think, I think it's looking like a Donald Trump defeat, at least in the polls. But as I mentioned in my previous segment, lawfare is a possibility. Now, Trump may get clean legal victories for sure. I think there's a path to victory for Trump in using the legal mm. system and potentially invalidating illegal. This is an incredibly like inconsistent video um, going on to talk about like he started out like Democrat breaks down crying after losing House seat. And it's just uh, Dems inter uh, erupt into chaos. And it's just like all over the place. Him talking about like what the Dems are freaking out about, what they are and aren't freaking out about. Um, when in reality, yeah, they just didn't do as well as they thought they would. But the problem is, is that people are tired of establishment, moderate, centrist Democrats. They've had enough of it. And some of them might even vote Republican thinking that it's actually that different because they might be coming out with a bit more of a populist message. Um, it all depends on the state, the voters, the demographics, everything like that. Um, but so far to me, like, it seems like, yeah, a failure of them not being able to actually reach the voter, which I think uh, progressives might actually be able to do because they're more concerned with the actual um, voters concerns beyond the dollar sign. Uh, and then, you know, rounding it out here, just talking back, back all the way back, taking it all the way back on how contentious this is. And, you know, there's there's there might be enough of these uh, votes and situations to where Trump can flip it back. And so they're not necessarily giving up hope of a Trump victory, but they are trying to build the idea, or at least Tim Pool here, is that the Democrat Party is um, a mess and this whole election is a mess. So there's no reason to really trust it. Legal ballots, should they have evidence that these ballots are in fact illegal? It might happen. Democrats, you should watch yourselves. There are a lot of videos circulating. And if you think it's over, you would be wrong. But of course... There are uh, Democrats crying, there are people freaking out, and there are riots still happening. Well, Donald Trump issued a statement. We believe the American people deserve to have full transparency into all vote counting and election certification, and that this is no longer about any single election. This is about the integrity of our entire election process from the beginning. We have said that all legal ballots must be counted and all illegal ballots should not be counted. Yet we have met resistance to this basic principle by Democrats at every turn. We will pursue this process through every aspect of the law to guarantee that the American people have confidence in our government. I will never give up fighting for you and our nation. I'm going to be honest with you guys. It sounds like Trump is getting ready for a wind down. I know many people not, might not want to believe it, but I'm not interested in entertaining people's emotions on what ha what's happening. Trump now saying it's about every election and saying, I will not give up fighting for you and our nation. Sounds like he recognizes, he understands what's about to happen. Even with the, the, the legal tactics, it's not looking good for him. I don't believe Trump will outright concede for the time being. We'll, we'll see what happens. But it looks like they're prepared to take the loss. Now, I know the Democrats are saying, lock Trump what? up, arrest him, oh, send him to, get the, that to the prison. At with all. How did he get that at all? That not not any of that actually says that he's willing to uh, take the loss. But I appreciate uh, Tim Pool saying that he is. So I, I'm going to hold him account for that and hope that when this is all over, we actually hear Tim Pool go, OK, we lost it. That's it. I'm very excited for that day. Now, my final presenter.
is one that I do not like whatsoever. Like his his show is actually just pure trash to me. It's very garbage. So uh, Stephen Crowder, take it away. Hello, everybody. Sorry, I had to tie my shoes, my slippers. <laughs> you don't is it okay know. if I'm wearing my uh, my beanie here? Or do I look too much like Tim Pool? Uh, yeah. No. You, you gotta take it off. A branding thing. I don't know. We're here with you today. Uh, <laughs> we are. code is still available, of course, at yeah. ladderwithcrowder.com slash mugclub. Crowder election stream, I guess, is still the same promo yeah. code. You get $30 off. because still there's, the election stream. I, I, yeah, go. and pardon my language, there's a lot of some... You've heard the term, like, with doctors, quackery? Sure. Fuckery is the Ooh, name of the nice. word today. Wow, so much some could Some could also uh, proceed that with dumb, dumb fuckery going on right wow. now with the election. We went to bed. We thought that Donald Trump was probably winning a lot of these states. I still yeah. think that he probably was winning a lot of these states, barring some crazy election fraud. And yeah. I know that this runs the risk of being taken down by the big tech overlords, but guess what? You guys decided that my criticism of Bill Nye and AR-15 <laughs> myths was election meddling, so you know what? Yeah. Let's, just, let's just steer right into it. Why not? Let me take a couple of puffs of this uh, oh, while I introduce. Uh, we have Courtney here. We have Courtney. Hello. Look at her looking very fetching. Thank you. Better than, and I like the hoodie that we sell at the merch store. Yeah. But it was too big for you. It was an XL. It's, well, that's true. Thank but it was you, very comfortable. Boy, for the coffee. Yeah. Not flattering, but. Quarter Black is here. How are you? Good morning, everybody. Hey, look at him with his little, he's bundled up like he's either a Jamaican bobsled Ready to go. runner or not without my daughter. Uh, we have <laughs> yeah. Alfred Molina is going to get the better of you. Audio Wade. <laughs> Uh, Reg the Bandit, who delayed his flight All state. Right. Reg, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank yeah, you so much. Happy to be here. You know what? Hey, uh, Johnny, let's turn it up a couple degrees because silk, uh, because my wife likes it. Guess, I gotta so keep in mind. The, 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 the going um, by the seat of your pants type thing. Uh, the, the first thing that I'd be interested to talk about is, is a kind of flying big error. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> flying by the seat of your pants. No, I mean, this is my point. We're idea. all tired. That you're smart. Uh, nobody's got a lot things. of sleep. And um, I think the president's censored tweet about Michigan is 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 good to bring up because yeah. Yeah. so so Can we bring that up the censored tweet from yeah president. so last night uh, you mean uh, President Trump correct yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt Walsh tweeted <laughs> out president. a uh, a screen grab of this update of Biden getting a hundred percent of new votes. <clears throat> 128,000 or more just in one chunk with zero for yeah. Trump, right? And, and, and Walsh said, this is reason enough to go to court. No honest person can look at this and say it's normal and unconcerning. And then Trump retweeted it and said, what is this all about? But if you look at his retweet, Twitter has blocked that original uh, uh, tweet from Matt Walsh. I don't did, know if we did can we bring it up. up? Can we we'll bring it up there? Uh, uh, we're, we're, um, like we said, we are flying by the seat of our pants yeah. here. It's in the channel. Tokenowin. Screen grabs. But do you got to... I really like that at least they're willing to show. That's like something that Ben Shapiro's show doesn't do. Quint. <laughs> you got to squint even more. It wasn't just Matt Walsh who tweeted that. A lot of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of people are asking about it. The, the, the about tweet the that was 20,000 that randomly went all to Biden. All Biden. And from right. what, we're, what we're understanding, so people are saying, what's been going on? Okay. Yeah. They're saying that Wisconsin and Michigan are going to Biden, yeah. which to many would surprise you because logic, but throw it out. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> At this point, sure. And uh, I have to t tell you that I also... So let's continue with that, uh, Reg, and then you can continue with yeah, kind there of some it is. predictions. There's Matt Walsh's tweet. There's the tweet, right? And yeah. that was a, a, a retweet of right. what Matt... Yeah. Was kind there of it is. Uh, Matt Walsh says, there. this is reason enough to go to court. No honest person can look at this and say it's normal and unconcerning. 
So it says here, an update gives Biden 100% of new votes, 128,000. It is strange. It is strange, but it's not necessarily any indication that uh, there's cheating. It's like, yeah, okay, look at it. Yeah, yeah. I could, I could definitely agree. Look at it. But can we also agree that, you know, if it's true, if that number is true, it makes President Trump look incredibly bad. Predictions so Matt Walsh's tweet. There's the tweet, right? Oh, wait. And also... It's just the the gentleman there. Continue with that, uh, Reg, and then you can continue. Uh, the guy is the one who said an update gives Biden 100% of new votes. There's actually no uh, evidence here uh, in this graph whatsoever of that either. This is just Matt McElwayek making a claim. He's just making a claim. Uh, I don't actually see any proof in this picture itself that says Biden miraculously got 128,000 votes out of nowhere. He's just saying it. He's just saying it. This this actually doesn't provide any evidence whatsoever. Continue with yeah. there it is. There's Matt Walsh's tweet. There's the tweet, right? And yeah. that was a, a, a retweet of what Matt, can we bring, bring it yeah. back up there? And Token there's Owen. Trump's, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Misleading. Now, here's the thing. The tweet wasn't misleading. You were saying, Reg, that we found out it was an error with the election, though, with people who were processing votes. Yeah, the so, tweet was accurate. That did happen, but it's because someone screwed up in counting votes, which yeah. almost proves our point. So wait, it's accurate because the tweet happened? Okay. Right. Well, right. All, all Trump said was, what is this all about? Yeah. <laughs> which is a good question. And yeah, now we exactly. found out. What we found out what it's all about. But when you, when you spell about? that out backwards, it's yeah. Auschwitz. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh. Yeah, there it makes go. sense now. When you spell it backwards, he wants to put everyone in Warsaw like Magneto's parents. Put y'all back in chains. <laughs> put y'all back in chains. You not black. Is there Magneto. anything more racist than know, he wants dude. to put y'all back in chains and you not black? I know he didn't say you not black. He said you ain't black. <laughs> you ain't black, which is kind of black. <laughs> which no, because white people also say you ain't, ain't black. You ain't black. This show is so, like, that's why I can't watch it. They're actually, like, really obsessed with race. And yet they're making a joke as if everybody else is obsessed with it. He called the guy who's making this joke with him quarter black. Because he might be a quarter African. I have no idea, but he's... They're so obsessed with it. It's black. strange. Yeah, what's up? You ain't black. black. Some, some guy out there is like, yes, I is. No, you ain't. <laughs> is you is or is you ain't with the black confederacy. What? I'm going to be president. That's so bad. This sucks so bad. I might not even finish this segment. It's so bad. Uh, <laughs> so, so I still think Donald Trump's going to be president. We'll explain why. Yeah. Uh, they didn't even actually explain the tweet. They didn't explain the fucking tweet. Oh, my God. They were just like, well, actually, it was a computing error, and that's that's why it happened. But it happened. It happened. All right. So are we going to be more a little bit upset with Matt, uh, the first guy who tweeted it, Matt Moyick or whatever the fuck his name was? We should be more frustrated with him for reporting the news before actually having evidence of the news. Okay, just making sure that that's what, because we just flew right over that motherfucker. Uh, but I also... Uh for some dumb jokes about id, id politics, ID politics, identity politics, we had to make some dumb fucking jokes about it. Uh, listen, 
I don't trust that. The, I don't trust these states any further than I can throw them, and um, Which eventually can. we could maybe throw them into the Great Lakes. But that's not in the cards right now. Uh, so we have to deal with the cards we are dealt. Hmm. So Ben Shapiro took time to say, "Oh, they, the, the the Daily Show wanted to nuke Florida. How how upsetting is that?" And then he just made a like Stephen Crowder made the same joke about Wisconsin and Michigan, and like utter silence coming from Ben Shapiro. You can wish. And the yeah, pop- so th- that that error, right? What what oh, what happened was that uh, the Shiawassee County accidentally added a zero to their vote total, right? Oh. And so it was reported briefly. And Trump was right to you know everyone who was questioning that was right to say, hey, this looks. God, I hate that he they brushed over that oh, tweet real quick to their vote total. All right, so Brad Stimple, who don't know who that is, and then Matt Mac. Makwiak ended up deleting his tweet as well, the guy who originally posted this whole thing. Um, but Brad Stimple responded to him, said, you'll see this graphic a lot in coming days. Just want to note this graphic is the result of a typo in Shiawassee County where Biden's votes were input as 153710 instead of 15371 at the time. It was quickly corrected and the big jump was only shown temporarily at one site. And then he provided also the tweet or uh, from when the jump happened, pointing out the typo. And it seems Matt Machwiak deleted his tweet about the typo. So uh, everything was corrected and nobody's trying to fuck up the election. Total, right? Oh. And so it was reported briefly. And Trump was right to, you know, everyone who was questioning that was right to say, hey, this looks weird because it was, in fact, an error. Okay, maybe it was an election fraud, but it was misreporting, and that's a big deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Decision Desk HQ caught that error and, and corrected it quickly. But, you know, when you have errors at the county level, I don't see why Twitter would be uh, censoring people yeah. calling attention to that, right? That's the kind of thing. Because it's the president saying, what's all this about? Without any evidence of, like, the contrary or the information coming out afterwards. All he wants is that evidence to say there's fuckery. And that gives Steven Crowder the ammo to say there's fuckery, which he feeds to his base in the echo chamber. And it just reverberates, reverberates until I have to be right back. I gotta use a, I gotta use a break. No, be, be right back. But just think about it, how that echoes. I don't 
I'm back. Did you think about it? Did you think about how echo chambers work? That somebody says something and then somebody else repeats it and then somebody else repeats it and then it just gets so repeated that it's almost true. That it almost exists. That it's almost been manifested. That was an error. Someone just, do you think that that error would have been corrected if not being called on it? I mean, that's mm. the question, right? Because right. whenever you have... What's an extra uh, zero? Facebook or... <laughs> yeah, I, I, forgot, I forgot! I forgot to carry the one! Yeah. I always forget not some mundane detail. An extra hundred thousand is not a mundane detail, Michael! And it, and it happened to <laughs> be in one of the that. most uh, hotly contested yeah. states I mean, in the union. Right. Yeah. Yikes. We trust this. Was this, was this, this was, uh, Michigan? Michigan. Oh, Michigan yes, Michigan. so hot right now. Yeah, and I mean, it's... I don't it's, mean physically because of global warming. They've had a very temperate climate and record growing seasons. Uh, but I mean, it's hot because, you know, people love the Michigan. It's uh, uh, a metaphor. Except for uh, women. But, joke. I yes. mean, the, the interesting thing is oh, a lot of times... back in chains. Just joking. When you have, bit, you know, Twitter or Facebook or <laughs> YouTube, and with, they're caught censoring, and everyone calls the them out so on bad. it. And then they say, well, we fixed it. They, you know, they change course, and they say, so give us credit where it's due. We were willing... It's like, no, 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 you would not have fixed it unless yeah. everybody no called you out no, on you know it. Right? Happened, and I, yeah, that's exactly what happened with uh, my... Now, they're building their own narrative here off of that without any evidence whatsoever. It could have been a, a simple mistake that they tried to or that they even fixed before uh, it had spread too hard. But uh, from what I can tell is that, that that's not the narrative that they want to go with. They want to create the idea that there was as much fuckery as there possibly was so that that it, that it, it really fervors up the base to continue uh, President Trump even after he's not president and to f further fuel this culture war, which now has the defeat of Donald Trump. Trump as part of its uh, uh, mythology, which just fucking sucks. It sucks so hard. It, it's so hard living in this place sometimes because the division just keeps getting worse. I YouTube, so I was trying to run ads on YouTube videos because we're allowed to run ads now. And I had three videos that were disapproved as interfering with the election. They involved Bill Nye. I think one of them might have been climate. But the thing is, they've done that with all of my videos on YouTube, including AR-15 myths, including Aladdin, the criticism of SJW Aladdin. And they were saying this has, it's not that it's directly meddling in the election. It's not that it's meddling in the election at all. It's not even that it has an impact on the election. Yes, it's yeah. that it's a right-leaning point of view which influences people. And we only were able to catch there you go. Uh, YouTube with three of them. They said, oh. Uh, he didn't say, the, he didn't show any source that said that they attacked it because it was a right-leaning. Um, it might have just been the latter half of that. Influences people. It might have just been something. Yeah, I don't think he, no, no. I don't think it was that reason at all. There was probably a bigger discrimination claim on it. And we only were able to catch there you go. Uh, YouTube with three of them. And they said, oh, we're sorry, we'll reverse it. But again, you, you don't get that back. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't get those things back. And this is what should be a lot. This yeah. is what should be encouraged on YouTube and Facebook right. and Twitter, right? It should be the exchange of ideas if we're not actually just going in and saying vote for this candidate, but we're saying, hey, these are some myths with AR-15. Hey, Bill, the not science guy, uh, is telling you there are 57 genders, but YouTube said that is not allowed because it directly impacts the election. So that's important to note. Yeah, that's a compliment about how effective the content is. Yeah, or how <laughs> ineffective Bill Nye is. Yeah. <laughs> they so, just don't want anyone questioning what it is they're saying. And a quick update with Facebook, because yesterday, keep in mind, uh, we were taken down yep. on Facebook, and that actually ended up being our, having our YouTube stream taken down, yep. right? So what, what we had over half a million people. To, we had over 8 million, something like people, tune in last night. And at that direct second, there was, what, 500-something thousand people. Yeah. 
And uh, it climbed back up like to 480. And, you know, we're grateful for however many people that we had. Yeah. The problem is the principle is the same. Because they decided they were going to remove our Facebook stream. And uh, I checked with Bill right now. This is the answer. Complete silence from Facebook. No explanation from any point. Honestly, could have just been a data surge because Biden was giving his statement. Nothing conclusive. Still digging. Uh, I love how Bill is being so... He's Mr. Congeniality. I don't think it was a Biden surge. (laughs) He's a sweetie pie. I also don't think... Could be anything, but it doesn't suit the narrative and it doesn't fit the mission that... Crowder has been on for a while is that everybody targets him because he's a right-leaning guy. It's like, no, dude, you actually say shitty things. I hate this show so much. Ugh. There was a Biden surge period. I don't think I was going, oh, Biden speaking? Well, here's here's <laughs> another detail from Michigan where on Twitter, they you know, some people were looking at the uh, results from Antrim in the, the, the clerk's office and they said there's no way Trump lost this this area, right? It was very uh, f- firmly here for him last time around. And so a local reporter, this Zach Gorchow, called them up, and they're reviewing the numbers and said there are discrepancies. It seems like the numbers were transposed, that they got Trump's numbers and Biden switched. Right. And so he said they'll be corrected soon. So it's a staunchly GOP area. Uh, so that's going to result in and they just, thousand more they just votes. happened to swap them. Yeah. yeah like like it sounds very trustworthy. Well, yeah. we added a zero, yeah. and with that one, where we said that, yeah, but they're like, yeah, but this county should have gone to Trump. Would that county actually really change the the rest of the vote? Just that county would, and would those amount of votes really separate that gap? Come on, guys, like we're really grasping at straws here. Biden won, and uh, Trump lost. It was the uh, it was the opposite of what we said. It and was there literally no, the opposite. No and then you say, "Hey, it's the yeah. opposite of what you say." And Twitter says misinformation. And we say, "No, it's not." And they say, eh, "It's too late. Uh, there's a there's a little uh, there's a bird feeder in uh, Jack Dorsey's beard." Why don't I go check that out? And I'm like, "I'm not interested in Jack Dorsey's bird feeder, though he gets a lot of hummingbirds. So I want to know what he's using. Is it sugar water? Does he put a little bit of honey in there? I don't know, but it doesn't seem to attract the squirrels, but it attracts the hummingbirds. So Jack Dorsey's doing very well with the beard bird feeder game." And? But that's not really important right now. Yeah. What's well, important these, is yeah. the election. Right. These errors. It's funny. At least I haven't seen any examples of them going in the opposite direction. Right. Where it's like, oh, it, it really looked good for Trump. And then, oh, it turns out it was a yeah. typo. And by the way, we are going to be crowdsourcing this right now, this stream. So I want you to, uh, if you're on Blaze Mug Club, send in your chats as it relates to the election. Things that you've seen, some discrepancies, or of course on Twitter. What? Right. I'm going to go to a random point in this because there seems like so much nothing burger right here. So I'm just going to go on a random point, give it like 10 minutes, and uh, I think that's going to be it. Because I don't want to do anything incorrect or uh, in the wrong sequence. What I would rather us do is let us give some of the context as we show it so it doesn't get taken. All right. All right. Yeah, that's a that was a bad point to go in on. Um, but yeah, they're kind of grasping at straws here to kind of think of a way that Trump could have gotten more votes at that time. Um, but. You know, it's it's all of them really relying on the fact that there was some serious fuckery to give Trump in like thousands of votes in order for him to flip these swing states away from Biden. Uh, that's what they're coping on. And I can't believe I tried to get something out of Crowder because it's literally just a bash. It's just a bashing of leftism and just really terrible jokes. So bad. It's so bad. And like, I don't know. He at least is willing to be like, oh, can you pull that up on the screen? I appreciate that. 
it's a little bit more transparency than Bill uh, Bench Beer is willing to share with his audience. But good God, are those jokes just terrible? Like the joke of De- J- Jack Dorsey was just that he has an unkept beard. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, they're grasping at straws, just trying to figure out, well, how Trump could win if, you know, if we find the right kind of fuckery. If we find the right kind of fuckery, we can turn this around for our president, which is almost like the same idea of how QAnon works. If you know, you look for the evidence and you can find the, the satanic Democrat near you. Um, hashtag sad. Hashtag sad. I don't uh, I, I don't wish for them to be going through so much copium so fast because really what they need to do is just allow trump to do his thing take it to the courts and i'm gonna sit here and huff hopium hoping that he doesn't uh find too much fuckery because it could really ruin the integrity of our elections but also just because i'm really tired of trump really tired of it kind of want to see what else we can do with this channel without trump um but, you know, as of today, Joe Biden has won the Electoral College, the Electoral Votes. As of today, Joe Biden will become the 46th President of the United States. We don't know for sure if it's going to change. We don't know that for sure. Um, but it it could. It could very much change. I think think I'll try to... Oh, he's going to address the nation tonight. Around 8 p.m. Ah, I was going to try and stream it, but I don't think I'm going to be able to. It's, yeah, at like 8 p.m. Delaware time. Damn. Well, I'll have to cover that later, I guess. Um, But, you know, uh, as, you know, an update from America in America, Joe Biden has taken the presidency with the Electoral College. And Trump is going to take it to the Supreme Court because he believes that none of this was fair. That none of this was legitimate. Oh my God, 290 to 214. Honestly, like if he is a, he, I just can't see him even pulling it to where uh, it would be low enough for Joe Biden. But here's the shtick, is that, you know, he could maybe get it down to a tie Maybe. And after that, we'll have to go to a contingent election. So we're just Trump buying time, basically um, buying time until they have to actually remove him from the office, which um, could come sooner than later. It all depends on how all of this shakes out. But what's really needs to be noticed here is that Joe Biden won by four million three hundred thousand votes. Just about. And I am not a I, I am on the side of abolishing the Electoral College. So I still see uh, Joe Biden as the winner, even if, uh, you know, we're going to find out that these counts didn't like these thousands of counts, uh, these thousands of votes didn't count and these thousands of votes didn't count. Um, if it's four million three hundred thousand that didn't count, then I'll start really reconsidering the position of our democracy but honestly right now joe biden even playing the rigged system of the electoral college brought it home so i want to celebrate um because hopefully we see the end of trump real soon just just go away i don't care if you're going to come back 2024 at least a four-year break will be great i can't say that like stochastic terrorism is going to get any better in the united states in fact it's likely to get 
worse as they see that they have been betrayed by the system, growing another great movement on top of the QAnon anti-Democrat movement. Um, so, you know, while the division has not been fixed and it will likely not be fixed so long as, you know, all these right-wing echo chambers exist, um, we at least get a break from Trump. The actual active uh, right-wing reverberation from the top of our government. We, we get uh, moderate centrist Joe Biden. And this is where really that the uh, progressives and the leftists in America have to start building these stronger coalitions and bigger base in order to replace Joe Biden with someone who is a bit more progressive and willing to do the dirty work that pisses off uh, moderates in order to move this country in a transformational period of, uh, let's say, human rights expansion and the uh, growth of sustainable resources. Um, but that's all. That's all in my opinion. I don't really know how all of this is going to shake out for sure. We have a Democratic leading uh, House, um, so that'll help Joe in some regards. But the Senate still seems a bit divided. We don't have final numbers of, on that. Um, but it could come out to be also Democrat leaning. But it looks like uh, Republicans may take that majority home. We'll see. Um, but for now, it's just uh, still a little bit of a waiting game because Trump is saying, no, I want to hang out in limbo a little bit longer because at least there, I'm still president. Thank you for joining me on Tox News, a Poor Dumb Rebellion broadcast. Um, you can find me on Twitter at AsAWave, A-Z-A-W-A-V. Here, I'll just show you my Twitter profile on the, on the YouTube that you can find on Poor Dumb Rebel. Yep, there's my Twitter profile. Tox News, a poor dumb rebellion radio broadcast. It's got the link to the YouTube. So you can watch and you can also DM me or at me. It's fine. You can at me. Totally at me. I already retweeted a couple of people celebrating that Biden won. We're we're not all that excited that he won. We're just glad that fucking Trump is over. That's that's the that's the sweetness in this fruit. So uh, join me again for the next broadcast, probably coming here shortly as uh, things continue to evolve and change in America. And we, you know, we need to keep up, uh, keeping going and stuff like that. We need to stay positive and continue to look for uh, better change. You know, um, as Rap Ferreira once said, we just need to build better answers, build better answers. That's that's the uh, that's the goal I see for leftism in America. Just continue to build better answers. And uh, that's going to do it for me. I Oh, it didn't even bring up my my, my Twitter. That looks foolish. Haha. <laughs> that looks really foolish. That looks really foolish. Hold on. Um there it is. There's my Twitter. Hey, there it is. Check it out. Go go on there and hit me up. Talks news at as a wave. Um I have my WordPress blog, uh poordumrebellion.net. Got some writings there. Uh YouTube Poor Dumb Rebel. Uh, is the channel and you can find these archived and uh, I don't know what else to tell you but Joe Biden motherfucking won and I love you all so much oh god even if it only lasts for a little bit all right y'all let's uh take it sleazy ending the stream 
because they cannot hear these serenading jams from the King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Thank you for joining me. Have a wonderful, wonderful life. See you soon. Oh,